1: What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the Boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Swung on, a high fly to deep right. Getting toward the wall. That ball is gone! Joey Jackson one to right field. A three-run home run
0: to give the Yankees a lead. Who is he? He's pal Joey. A three-run blast, and the Yankees now
2: take a 5-3 lead. Welcome to the Bronx, Joey Gallo, and I know he's
0: got. This is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium.
3: All right, welcome back to the Boys of 161st Street episode 153. That was a fun one. See, that one was a actually it was like a fun game to watch. I personally, as you guys probably haven't are noticing now, we didn't put an episode last week. I was out in San Francisco, and I'm gonna be leaning on you guys heavily, Chandler and Murph today, because I didn't really watch as much as I thought I was going to while I was in San Francisco. Different time zone and uh, yeah, just didn't really. I still, I still, still paid attention to all that, but and I know everything that happened. I just didn't watch like the little nuances, so I can't give my little analysis. So I'll, I'll be leaning on you guys heavily on that. But I mean, damn, was that a fun game to watch leading up to an episode that we record? We haven't had one of those in a while. So uh, Dude, before I we think get we, into what have that, we
2: lost? real quick, what have we lost? Like two games in the last eight. I think maybe not even that because let's see, we took two of three from the Rays, we took two, all three from the Marlins. So I have it written
3: down. I have it. We are the best record since July 6th at 17 and eight. We are, I think it is now, is it one and a half out of the wild card? And I can check right now. One and a
1: half out of the AL East, one and a half out of the wild card, I believe. Boom. Murphy's got it. He was working all night. Yep. I five and a half the in the East, on the home, one and so a half
3: out of
2: the wild card. Yeah. So, I, I mean, things are very
1: thir- 13 and six since the all-star breakup. You
2: know what sucks is that we started off 500 because right now we're playing so well that like, I forget about the standings just day to day. I'm like, God, it's a good day. The Yankees are leading the East by like nine games. And then I look at it like, oh yeah, I forgot about the whole, let's forget about everything up till June. Up until June, the season started July 6th. It's going to run.
1: My boss at work is a diehard Dodgers fan, and today he told me he thinks it's going to be Dodgers Yankees in the World Series.
3: I'll take Dude, that. there's new juice right now. I mean, Sex Panther, aka Anthony Rizzo, is just the the greatest Yankee first baseman to ever play baseball. Tyone is just continuing to be our best pitcher in the second half, which is funny because we had we're doing rounding third at the back end of this show, along with hot or not, since we haven't done these in a week. We're just gonna pile them both together and have a long, nice show for you guys today. Uh, but like Tyone, somebody in rounding third, I think it was at the beginning, it was right after the All Star break, and somebody said that Jameson Tyone would be the se- our best pitcher in the second half. And I right think now, I sold
2: it too because I think this was right. Of course, after you Cole. sold it. No, I sold it because I think this was right after Cole threw the complete game shutout against Houston, and then he said it. I was like, well, of course not. But well, now- even
3: even if Cole didn't do that, you're still gonna take Cole because you pay Cole to be that guy, and he's he's having a oh, Cy- no, no, young no, no, caliber I, I, year. But I the way they're
2: calling Co- that's yeah, Cole, how I'm putting the time frame in reference. Yeah.
3: Cole and Cole has had a few blow up starts here and there and and Tyone in the second half has not. So right now he is being our, our best pitcher in the second half. Obviously that is subject to change and I I'm very sure that Cole will be that guy and and come out on top uh for the rest of this second half but I mean having a good number 2 is never a fucking bad thing especially you know when there's reinforcements pitching wise on the way said coming for the back sake soon of
2: 324 million dollars i hope he's wrong but i would love to i would love to have him be right in the sense that one tyone's just a likable guy and two you know you need that second ace kind of especially if you want if you want to win a short series in the playoffs you need a second ace so if tyone's that guy that's fucking fantastic but for the sake of me not losing my fucking hair at a young age i need cole to not to still be the guy.
3: So one thing I also wanted to point out before we get into hot or not or anything else like that, just, well, first let's talk about get that Gallo fucking home run real quick, because we're going to get into other stuff before that. But then this happened, I was writing out like the itinerary of the show during the game. And then Gallo hits that porch job, which would have gone out in 10 ballparks. So it really wasn't the biggest porch job. And the Kelenic one was only out in Yankee stadium and that's it. So we got porch it was twice. high
2: too, which was cool.
3: Dude, it had a 48-degree launch angle. That is double the league average on on home run balls, not just in general. That's double the league average. And it's just wild that, I mean, are you shocked that that's what happens when you have somebody who, like, he didn't even hit it right. He got so under it, and it still got out. And that's the reason why we should have gotten lefty power for the longest time. And this is exactly the reason. And, like, you, you're seeing the evidence as to why this would work even if you don't get it exactly that, like you're still going to get production out of those lefty bats. And it's a little bit better than the older lefty bats that we had before in Tyler Wade and Brett Gardner. So dude, that's just exactly what you want to see. And then you got Rizzo too, which we haven't talked to you guys in a week. So I haven't even had a chance to, to any of us to talk about these two new signings. And it's just fucking awesome that Gallo actually had that little coming out party today, because before that he was two for 23 and obviously I wasn't worried and I'm sure none of you were and if you were that's a little ridiculous but you know
1: Rizzo made up for it like if you combine their averages I don't know what it was but let's just say it's like
2: Rizzo was right Rizzo around 500 like... so
1: Yeah, Rizzo sent like 500. So it's like say they're combined for a 300 average with X amount of home runs. That doesn't seem as bad as Boom. just Gallo being that terrible. All Plus, in Gallo's all Gallo's hitting like 220 on the year anyway exactly but i mean all in all it's not like he's supposed to be a contact that's a
2: huge win for cashman to add both of those like and i was i was thinking about yesterday you know we all the whole expectation coming up to the deadline was the yankees are going to get story story's going to be moved that's going to be the big one this seems inevitable that sometime between wednesday and friday story was going to get moved and then rizzo was the consolation prize i would flip it like, at the time, I was like, oh, shit, St- Rizzo, I don't know where that came from, but I'll take it. But looking back on it, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, that is a fucking steal. Rizzo has been fantastic. Plus, and I, even even when we got him, like, I was excited but confused. But, I mean, there's no reason to be confused. That He provides an upgrade in every single facet of the game.
1: I was more excited that we took him from the Red Sox than that we got him in general. <laughs> at well, time.
3: yeah. Because he was a perfect fit for the Red Sox. And we were talking about that before, I think, on the show. Because the last show we had was the one where we where we announced that Gallo... Well, we didn't announce it. But we, we announced it to our pod that Gallo and Rezzo had uh, joined the Yankees. But, like, that, that's exactly it. And that's why I kind of wanted to get Barrios as well. Sorry, excuse me with the city sounds behind me. But that's why I wanted to get Barrios as well. Because that would have been a blockage of... uh, Like, we, like I said, my friend who's a Red Sox fan, Matt, he was very upset about losing out on Rizzo, and I'm sure he's even more upset now that Rizzo's actually producing because he said he, we were going to ruin Rizzo. And then he said it's the consolation, like, at, at least he wants to go out and get Burrios. And that's why I wanted to get that because it would have been a block, and evidently it would have been a block because the Blue Jays got him too. Not that I really wanted Burrios that bad. And uh we'll get into the alternative we'll we got, that we got. We got
2: a, I was going to say we got a better version of Burrios Yeah, we
3: got Andrew, Andrew Heaney, Heaney. so. And we'll talk about him later on the he show. He set a
2: record in his first start. We'll talk
3: about him later on the show. He has a place in this show today. Yes, but, uh he
2: is a record-setting starting pitcher. Yeah. Does anybody
1: call him Doheny? No. I, no.
2: Why would you Sorry. Why would you call him like, that?
1: If he was good, I feel like, like, I don't know, if he was a magician or something. I don't know.
3: Oh, Doheny.
2: Do you not know his record yet? That he set?
3: No, we'll, this, I, the, the, I, I we'll tease it. We'll i it. To hear it when we'll no, get it on Hot or Not. Why don't we just we're do giving, Hot or Not now, then?
2: We're giving it a wrong tease if he thinks he's a magician. That's
1: Oh, no, I know he's
2: not a magician. I'm saying if he was good.
3: Let's get into Hot or Not. <laughs> we so. don't
2: need to worry about that.
3: Who wants to do the Hots? Who wants to do the knots?
2: I'll let uh, my friend and colleague, Nolan Murphy, decide first. I'll take the Hots, baby.
3: If Murphy turns off his AC unit. That'd be
2: great. It, it's off. It's not me.
3: Okay. I don't know what to tell you. So I don't know what that <laughs> is, but. All right, the Hots. All right, leading off for the Hots, Anthony Rizzo with six games, and I, I don't include tonight, but has 400 coming into that, three home runs, 1.369 OPS, and 255 WRC Plus, and a new nickname, the Sex Panther. Are we buying it? I, I liked Tony Fourbags better, but I'm buying it. Jamison Tyone, his last six starts, one four seven ERA, two runs or fewer in each start, one one six ERA in July was the lowest in the American League.
1: Uh, you know what? This is one of the ones where I'd be like, I don't know if I buy it yet because <clears throat> I don't know. I still feel like that he's not quite proved himself to me, but I'm, I'm going to buy it.
3: Luis Gill, MLB debut, six innings pitched. Murphy's guy actually. So it's is good that we. Brought Murphy on for the Hots this time. Four hits, zero runs, one walk, six Ks. Have a debut.
1: Yeah, buying it. I mean, I hope he
3: sticks around for a bit. Doubt it, but. So bought them all again. We're big buyers on this show, but I mean.
1: I mean, who's not? What's not? I mean, yeah, I'm not going to buy Is going to be up for the rest of the I mean, year in pitching like that, but. I thought you were a He's Medina that guy. good. He could be that good. He's the
3: big Luis That's guy. He nice. likes all of them.
2: The, the three-headed Luis. Yeah, monster. well, we lost Sessa and. The, okay, so excuse around. me, the four-headed Luis monster with Sessa. But... It was the four-headed, now it's the three-headed.
3: Well, he was primarily, you were always, like, the biggest Medina. I was, so Medina
2: and, was my, I was yeah. the highest I was on Because I, I knew you were high on the one, like, Medina throws, like, 102. So. Yeah,
3: I was super high, still am, super high on Medina. Speaking of 102, but, apparently that, that guy that nobody fucking knew, what was his name?
2: Steven Ridlings. Yeah, and so I apparently he's the
3: best him. thing ever. He didn't make oh, his way it, into the do and not list, I'm, but I don't know
2: no dude he's, that's he's what he's just He like
1: magically appeared one can day i give like a that? quick
2: shout out to steven ridlings his grandmother passed away like the night before he got like back-to-back phone calls i was listening to the post game show it was like your grandmother passed away and then he got another one that was like hey you want to go to the Bronx tomorrow he's like well, what the f-? and then he went up there and did that that's which i guess awesome. I, that makes a little more sense when he fucking wasted guy number one at like 101 at the chest and he kinda yeah, got a little a he he now. fucking started screaming and shows like this guy's a psychopath and I love it. But <laughs> I guess he had a little extra incentive. So you know what? Good on him. He's I I tried to get him on the show. Did and
1: you just see quick that shout out. out? Oh go ahead. You see yeah. Robbie Friedman like tweeted one of his pitches and then he responded with an unverified account, but it was him. And he <laughs> said, like, now I've made it or something like that. I yeah.
2: Funny. Dude, he's fucking awesome.
3: And just quick shout out to all of, to the to the Rangers and the Cubs, and I guess the Angels, but not really. Or oh, wait, who do we get Heaney from? Angels, right?
2: The fucking yeah. Angels. Yeah. The Angels did themselves a service.
3: But not the Angels. They they wouldn't have got either one of them. A quick shout-out to them because they're getting their prospects. We apparently gave up so much, and then the very next game, our, our prospects that we just pull out of the fucking gutters end up throwing 101, and Luis Is it heel or gill?
2: I always they thought said, it was gill. I don't They, they said, said heel. Well, Well, if you think about it, like in my very, very limited Spanish knowledge, he'll make sense. Yeah. And I feel like Michael K would know of all people how to pronounce a name. But I was just saying, yeah, you don't, you don't mispronounce it that way. No. You know what I mean?
3: But shout out to them for just, they're probably punching air, noticing that like, oh, we we probably just, the Yankees just got decimated their farm system. And then all of a sudden these two guys go out and this are fucking shoving. But
2: dude, Redlings might be my new favorite player. He was fucking awesome.
3: Yeah. He was great. I mean. He looks like a fucking son. I think somebody... I forget who. Um, I think it was a kid in our fraternity, Murph. I forgot his fucking... Name. Oh, John Marsh. Apparently, he went to his high school, and <laughs> and he said he's nasty. So... All right. Dude, hometown did you see guy. somebody? Oh, I think, I think John Marsh
1: is from... I think he's from Long Island then. Would yeah. That be?
2: It okay. was either Riddlings or uh, Gill or Hill, whatever. But one of them came in. I think it was Riddlings. He threw street, uh, three straight balls, and then he threw... Nine straight swinging misses, which is fucking just ridiculous.
3: All these guys coming for fucking uh, coming for Chapman. How job have I never here. heard
2: of him, dude? He's six eight and throws one zero two. Where the fuck has he been?
3: He's got the build. He's a, he's got the build to be. He looks like a Glass type build.
2: He's like a redheaded Glass Now.
3: A red handed right hand right hander Randy Johnson. That's Randy that's Johnson. That's no, he looks he, he looks like Glass But, But uh, speaking of the people that actually did make the hot list. So, obviously, can't get enough of Anthony Rizzo. The Sex Panther has just been going off. I don't care if you like Tony Fourbags better. We You're put wrong. a vote out there. Sex Panther won. It's, oh, it's not, a
1: bad, it's not a bad nickname. I love it.
3: Shirts have been printed. If you want to get your hands on a Sex Panther shirt, the link is in the bio and the Instagram. Uh, go check those out. I'm going to get a, a one for myself. I also am rocking right now the Greg Allen Fan Club shirt r.i.p to him apparently we are going to talk about that in a little bit but he's got sent down for no fucking reason but back to the hot list so Rizzo is just it's just so amazing to see these guys these lefties with the he just has such a pure swing from the left side and it's just so nice and the thing that you know I, I guess a lot of people are still going to talk about it but the thing that is not being talked about as much because his offense has been so great that pick he makes today to save that Odor uh throw that was just it wasn't a horrible throw but it was a it was a tough scoop in the ninth inning that is a huge huge play because if that guy gets on then his base is loaded in Chapman you know he's gonna shit his pants even more than he already did that time so just the defense is something that we knew we were going to get coming in but just awesome to actually see it in action because we kind of really haven't had a truly good defensive first baseman I don't know void isn't A bad one by any means but he's not a great like gold glove or platinum glove defender and we've always had dj who has been out of position and you know props to him for going out of position but when you match him up against other other actual first baseman i'm sure he's not the best defensively i haven't looked at it specifically but like there is no denying anthony rizzo is better than all of them and he's clearly been better than everybody in the league at some points when he gets a platinum glove so it's just it's just awesome it's such a great thing
2: Two-sided thing here. Two points to make. One, that scoop of odor. We need to, as a podcast and as a Yankee fan base. You need to give fucking Rudnett odor a round of applause. He had never played a game at third in his career, and he's getting better every fucking game. He looks, he looks good at third base now. Like at he's first, doing you can tell he has to do to stay exactly. In the you could tell that he had never played his first game, and after three or four games, you're like, oh shit, okay, he's picking it up well. Rudin out of door is a team player and he's doing a damn good job at third base. So round of applause to him. Point number two. <clears throat> um, <laughs> point number two. Rizzo. I don't care about the hits. I don't care about the home runs. He brings a level to this offense that we haven't seen in so fucking long. He puts together solid at-bats. I feel like every single Rizzo at-bat is 3-2 and he's fouling off pitches. Like yesterday, he had like a 14, 15, 16 pitch at-bat, and he drew a walk. He hit like nine foul home runs. And the rest of the Yankee team, if by somehow by the grace of God, they got 15 pitches in and hit that many foul at-bats, they're whiffing at the next one trying to hit at 480. Rizzo took the next borderline strike and just took his base. He was happy to do it. Murphy, go ahead.
1: Our No, I'm I'm going right off what you said because part of our problem has been that the hitters that we have in our lineup that take the best at-bats aren't necessarily historically our best hitters. It's like I think of Gardner, I think of Hicks, and they're yeah. not necessarily the best hitters in the lineup. So to have a guy that can do both is really interesting and really cool to
3: have, and we haven't had it in a little while. So you're absolutely right. Dude, he's just awesome. And I, I get this was one of the rounding thirds, but it fits the conversation right now of the two. Who would, you, who would you prefer right now from the rest of the way? Rizzo, Gallo. Gallo now is making it a little more of a conversation because before, obviously, with recency bias being a prisoner of the moment, you see what Rizzo's been doing before this Gallo game. But like if you had to pick one for the rest of the way, who would you guys take?
2: Well, okay, so that's, a tough, that's tough for one reason before I give you my straight answers because coming into the deadline, first base wasn't an area of need outfield was an area of need so if we goes back to the deadline and i had to pick one i would have chosen gallo after seeing their production and what they've brought to the team so far i'd choose rizzo but gallo is not like a huge step down just because he's not like rizzo's gonna come back down to earth he's putting out otherworldly numbers right now he's gonna come back to earth and we have luke Voigt, who is a pretty damn good first baseman you know i'm talking myself more into gallo i think Rizzo's recent results kind of, yeah, obviously anybody who's watched the game is going to pick Rizzo right now, but for the long haul, I think Gallo giving you that lefty back, giving you an outfielder when fucking you have Gardner Allen. I love Greg Allen, but when you have Gardner Allen and Tyler Wade in an outfield in the same game. Obviously you need an outfielder. I think Gallo was the better fit as far as need goes, as far as left-handed back goes, as far as everything really goes for this team. Gallo was the much better fit, but based on recent bi- recency bias obviously I would choose Rizzo, but you know, all yeah, in I all agree. I think pre-deadline I go Gallo.
1: I think Rizzo seems like the easy answer right now, but I think if you ask the same question in a week or two weeks we could very easily flip-flop those two. Like it's what have you done for me lately and right now since the trades it's been Rizzo,
3: like all Rizzo,
1: which is great.
3: But... So like you said, my next maybe, question would be This is also a rounding third, so shout out to the person who sent this to us on Instagram on the swipe up, but it also fits the bill. Um, Who would you take for the rest of the season to have more home runs on the Yankees, Gallo or Rizzo? Gallo. I don't know how how you answered that so quickly. Mm. I I think it's a lot closer than you think because... No,
2: I I know it's close, but I'm just saying, like, I think Gallo, getting number one out of the way for him was... a. Big thing, because you can tell he was a little nervous. Because, like, he is a Yankees fan through and through. Like, that is what he wanted to do. He's wanted to be a Yankee his whole fucking life. Being that high caliber of a trade, that's on you. And be, and being a Yankee fan, once you get one out of the way, I think he's going to start hitting him in bunches. Because he's it's not like missing him by a lot. He's got all of his hits. I feel like that wasn't that home run. Were doubles, and it's not.
3: They were all doubles,
2: yeah. Exactly. And it's doubles he's getting on top of the ball because he's kind of got a bit of an upstroke, which I know that's not going to change. But I feel like once he settles down a little bit and gets his timing just a little bit tweaked, those doubles that he's topping into the gap are going to go the extra 30, 40 feet and be a home run. I feel like once he got number one out of the way, because he comes in as this, you know, he's the typical short porch guy. He's going to benefit out. That weighs on you that the human factor comes or the human element comes into play. And whenever you get one out of the way, I think they're going to start coming in bunches for him. I I mean, he's undeniably the better power hitter as a pure power hitter. Yeah. Rizzo's (laughs) playing out of his mind, but
1: yeah, I think it's going to be Gallo too for the, for the same reason. I, but I don't think that makes Rizzo any less of an impact player. Like if, even though Gallo say Gallo has four more home runs by the end of the year, Rizzo's going to hit for, 30 or 40 points higher in average which clearly balances it out
3: yeah and I will say that it it could also one thing that makes the argument for Rizzo a little bit more likely or not more likely but gives it more of uh, an actual chance of happening is like obviously like you said the contact he's going to get the ball a lot more often than than Gallo will most likely if you play by the averages and just playing the lefty game like yeah Gallo's gonna hit him out by a mile but Rizzo only needs to get it out by 314 feet to right field so like it's just the number the home run numbers may be we we may not have se- we have we probably haven't seen home run Rizzo yet at all because he may just be that classic prototypical guy who can take advantage of the short porch and become a power hitter because he wasn't before ish he still had 17 home runs this year and Gallo's 25 but like Gallows are probably going to go out, aside from tonight's wall scraper, the majority of Gallows are going to get out anywhere. So I think because Rizzo is more, you know, benefited by that short porch, and he's going to have more quality contact, I, I would put him, honestly, I might take Rizzo for the rest of the year, and we'll keep track of this for from here on out. Because he also, I'm looking at the Wrigley dimensions, he's coming from a field that didn't really necessarily have the best right field porch yeah, three fifty three down the line, and three sixty eight shortly, the, shortly to the left of it, in, in right center. So I'm going to take Rizzo from here on out. So we'll keep track of that and let us know in the comments or DM us what you guys have for the rest of the way because that was a good question. I forget who was submitted that, but
2: you want to do knots or you want to keep doing the hot, uh, the hunter knots?
3: Well, we haven't talked about JMO yet, so we didn't talk about JMO a bunch because JMO, like we we did, t- we talked about, July about pitcher him. Of the Month. July pitcher of the month. 116 ERA in July was the lowest in in the American League. Two runs or fewer is the thing that I am most interested in. I mean, I'm I'm interested in all of that, but the two runs are fewer in every single one of his starts. I could read down the list all of his starts right now. So the last six starts, seven innings pitched, one earned run. Six innings pitched, two earned. 5.1 zero earned. Seven one earned. 5.2 zero earned. 6.1 two earned. Just that is something that. Is so unbelievably huge for the Yankees because a team that until, you know, two nights ago and the night before that were putting up double digit runs, which hasn't happened for this team yet, just giving your uh, your your team a chance to stay in the fucking game and give up two runs or less is so unbelievably huge. And for a guy like Jameson Tyone, who is clearly building the momentum, I have now bought into JMO Tyone because he's only getting better as as time goes on. And it's just awesome to see him hit his stride and just shake off the rust because, like we said before, it's unfair to judge him against other guys just who are coming into a season that didn't deal with Tommy John twice and didn't deal with cancer and didn't deal with not pitching for two years. And when you look at the list of people that we were comparing him to who were also dealing with similar things, and we said before the season, like, if one of them works out, great, that was the plan. Seve, what's he doing right now? He's battling back, so right now... Kudos to Tyone for even being out there and now doing this. And then now you look at Kluber, who's another guy who in a similar situation. He's outperforming him, too. So just tip your cap to JMO right now because he won. It's half the battle, clearly, as you can see around him, to stay on the field. And he's, he's not only staying on the field, but he's fucking been lights out. He's literally the AL pitcher of the month. So I expect to see a lot more of Tyone. If I was doing the buy or sell for this hot list, I would have super bought tyone because i i love what i'm seeing and it's funny because i wasn't the biggest supporter of tyone and now
2: i know that's what i was gonna say not to toot my own horn but uh to toot because you guys were very you especially mr luke rella were very bullish on him to and rightfully so he wasn't pitching well but i there's one thing i will say i have a lot of very wrong takes i am a complete and total jackass i'll be the first person to tell you that but I was never one to give up on Tyone because of what, like I said, he never really pitched that bad. Like his stats were bad and he had blow up innings, but, and I was listening to him talk about the other day and it kind of fit. What I've been saying the whole year is that he gets ahead in counts, but he couldn't put anybody away. And he was talking about it the other day in the pregame show. He's like, you know, I, I, I think that's what I figured out. He's like, I feel like all season I've been getting, you know, O two one two on batters, and then I just lose them. I'm trying to make too good of a pitch. He said, Once I start trusting my stuff, you know, whatever. And again, that comes with time and that comes with reps after missing two years. Now that he's starting to trust his shit and he's throwing these pitches on O two One Two that are putting away hitters, you know, producing soft contact, strikeouts, whatever it is, I mean you're getting the results that you're looking for rather than just showing flashes of good stuff and having three or four good innings, you can go deeper into games like that. And that's what he's doing. So,
3: and boy, do we fucking need it when you look at the guys, especially with the whole COVID situation, because Monty and and Cole are both on the IL. I mean, he's the only one you looked at. There was the rotation that was announced for this Mariners series. Obviously we're okay with Nestor Cortez leading the pack there. That's fine. But when you look at the other one Friday, tomorrow, your
2: ace out there,
3: yeah, why wouldn't you want your ace out there? Nasty Nestor's fucking been killing it, and he also had it. Well, let's tip the cap to him again today. He had a great outing today. How many runs did he give up? He gave up one or two, two run, two runs, and he went fucking five plus innings. That's un. Unbe- he's literally putting up. He's giving us starter qu- caliber innings, which is unbelievable, and you can't even expect that out of him, and he's doing it. So it's not even a joke anymore. But when you look at the the possible rotation, this was at the time it was Nestor on Thursday. Up in the air on Friday, so who the fuck knows what's going to be tomorrow. Maybe a bullpen day, but our bullpen's been... Yeah, maybe it's going to be fucking... What's his name? Wh- wh- whatever that guy's name is. The Hill? Yeah, you now, No, the now guy. Oh, Riddling? Riddling. Maybe he's going to start an opener day. I mean, Chad was used to... That. I don't know, but that's up in the air. Heaney on Saturday, and, and Hill is
2: on Sunday. So it's just
3: unbelievably...
2: Lee shit. Do you want to know who's starting tomorrow, real quick? Tyone? Take a I'll give you. There's 26 people on the team. If I gave you 14 guesses, you wouldn't get. You wouldn't get it.
1: Albert Abreu,
2: Wandy Fucking Peralta.
3: Yikes. He, he's, are we, He's he's on. He's off the sun.
2: No, he, no, he's on the. sun. He's
3: fully ingrained on the sun. He comes off the IL, and I guess you know what. This is perfect because, like we said, we're we're giving people chances to come off the sun. Obviously, so. Let's see it, Wandy. Are you staying on the sun or are you coming off the sun? Because right now,
1: well, yeah, we'll get him off the sun tomorrow. Like,
2: yeah, let's put. Hey, right. what, give
1: me a, give me just a, just a, just a an stat, line. And run, stat Perfect line. game. Innings and runs stat line. He, no, he's, got, to he's gotta this, go
2: to get off the sun in a game. You, you're gonna have to give me. He's a reliever, so you have to give me three scoreless with like six Ks.
3: I don't think he's gonna go three. I don't even think that's the plan. Like no, I, I'm I, not, gonna, I don't think he think can do that.
1: But like I, I just mean like.
3: I I don't think it's possible to get off the sun for him in one game.
1: Yeah,
3: that's true. No, I, really I think he has say, a little though, more leeway be, since he is coming off of COVID. So that is, if he comes out and deals coming off COVID, we could call some flu game. Flu game, Wandy, and then that's a that's <laughs> a, that's a, that's, a, that's a shirt that prints itself right there. So
2: I will say though um our boy friend of the pod not to brag top 20 i think he's up at 15 now yankee prospect brandon lockridge has informed me that wandy peralta is actually a super fucking awesome guy which hurts me as the commissioner of the sun because you know that that one cuts deep but i have to take into account brandon's opinion because he's a great judge of character However, being a good
1: guy doesn't get you off the sun, exactly is a
2: great guy, and you hate his guts, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all he, I'm saying,
3: and I'm sure Jay Bruce is a nice guy, but he's the sunmeister, so
2: I mean he brought that on himself i don't even I don't need to hear anything from that what's next
3: sorry the the city was just being loud, so I was muting my mic, but uh no, going into the knots
2: feel more authentic going into the yeah, knots. Get, Let's get into the knots. Let's get into the knots.
3: Starting off the knot list will be Andrew Heaney, four innings pitched, six hits, four earned runs, four home runs, breaking the Yankee record for most home runs allowed in a debut.
2: Yeah, I'm buying that.
3: (laughs) Albert Abreu, uh, this month, 4.2 innings pitched, 13.5 ERA. Uh, 12.59 FIP, seven runs, three homers allowed. Buying that. And I, I, here's the thing. I also wanted to put Gallo on this list because not for like purposes of like, oh, I would buy this as well, but like just to bring to light, this is before tonight that I was writing this list that he was two for 23 with two doubles before tonight. Obviously he would not be on the not list. He was a borderline hot a hot candidate, but we had three guys who just, or have been playing un, un, under, just unbelievably. So just shout out Gallo for not making the knot list and potentially never making the not list. I, I never want to see his name on the, on the not list, but I have a feeling like the, his style of play will probably come around the not list here and here and again, just like kind of p- people like Stanton and other streaky players. I don't know if he's a streaky player, but based on his career he's batting pretty
2: consistent average. at like the 220 range. <laughs> Which you know isn't great, but he's also getting on base like four, like at four hundred. So yeah, you can do whatever you want. But
3: Andrew Heaney, man,
2: no, hey. no, no, get the fuck out of here! What what is that? What four home runs and in four innings?
3: I mean, like, that's come, just come on, man. not hardware that you want to have. To um, so
2: the Orioles, like if you did that to the Red Sox or the Astros, like if you gave up bombs to Bregman, Correa, Altuve, and then Correa again, that's one thing. But you gave it, okay, I think the only one that was, like, legitimate, I think he gave up one to Cedric Mullins, who's pretty fucking good. Like, other than that, like, come on, buddy. It's not like he had a dominant stat line in L.A. either. He came over here with almost a 6 ERA. He wasn't even a metrics guy like Clay Holmes. We shit on Clay Holmes, but his advanced metrics were actually really good. And he's showing it here. Andrew Heaney had zero. He didn't have the advanced metrics. He didn't have the regular metrics. And then he comes out and gets shelled. No big fucking surprise.
3: So when we signed Heaney, I remember saying in the chat, like, that's, that's, a, that's a good move. Like, I wasn't upset about it. Like, you guys were only because, and I'm still not, like, super upset about it because we gave up nothing for him. It's more pitching depth, and that's all it was. It's not a show-stopping move, and you guys have to realize that, you know, my, my main reason for saying, like, okay, good move, in the chat in that moment was because we just got Rizzo and we just got Gallo. Like these moves, the pitching move was probably not going to be Barrios. Even if the the blue Jays didn't do that and give up a bunch and keep in mind, they gave up Austin Martin and uh, somebody else. They gave up a fucking lot for Barrios who isn't even somebody that we even on this podcast and in baseball, I know he's having a decent year this year, but he's been very average for the past couple of years. So I don't want to give up names like that on our side of things. Like we'd probably have to give up like Gil and, and yeah, Medina or people like that in, in a package for that. So And do you really want to do that? No. So this move to me, I wasn't as upset about it and I'm still not upset about it. Like I said, because it's pitching depth. It's a guy, it's a body who's going to eat innings when uh, evidently injuries happen that we have had. We are we're prone to those, but also COVID rearing its ugly head and guys like Cole and Monty going on the COVID IL and Wandy was on it as well. Lewisgo was on it. That's not even talking about the people that got injured. So Kluber, Sevy working their way back. So it definitely does not hurt, especially at the low cost. But with that being said, the record is not a good one to own. But but I just I'm still not upset about him being here because like I said, I am with with the next couple of days with the pitching matchups. He's slated in there, and that is also with a day tomorrow being headlined with Wandy Peralta that was labeled up I bet, in the air. I, so. would,
2: ra- I would rather give – I'd rather give Debbie a start over him. I'd rather – there's so many other people. I'd rather give any of the 40-man prospect guys a start. Medina. I would rather give Medina a start over him. Medina, Medina can't like
3: can't throw a strike though.
1: I don't I don't want Medina to spoil. If Medina comes up for one game in like this kind of situation and gets shelled, I'm gonna be really upset,
2: dude. Gill did. I was actually very dude, surprised. Gil's a that. little more ready than Medina. I'm very surprised they went with Gill though, and I actually oh, I go too. check it out. Not to brag on myself again, but Brock's Pinstripes article about Mister Luis Gill. I was very surprised they brought him up because. You know, a lot of people talk about him being undeveloped, especially his secondary pitches, but he was really fucking good. Like, and I know it was the Orioles, and I know they're not very – they have 37 wins, so you're basically playing a Little League team. But he looked really, really good. He looked polished. He was hitting his spots. That's the thing that kind of stuck out with Gil to me is that he was dotting 99. He was locating 99 up. He was trusting it. I think if you could get something like that – in a team, I don't even know if you can get one start out of that out of a guy on your forty man. That's a pitching prospect. That's a huge confidence booster for him going forward, and that gives you a better chance. There's no film on him. There's no tape on him. Henny Heaney, whatever you want to say. There, people know what they're getting. You're, he's not fooling anybody. Like, if you if you bring up Medina, you at least have the surprise factor. Which take that aside from his electric stuff. I don't think one starts enough to ruin his career either. If he came up and got shelled, it'd be like, okay, shit. Well, the Yankees top prospect came up and he didn't do so well. He's not ready yet. He goes back down for a year and he does does this thing and he comes back up in 2022 or 2023 and he does fine.
3: And this is something that obviously is a short-term problem dealing with uh, a filler like that and having a Wandy Peralta start. And I'm just very happy that at least we have the offense to, to stay in games because if we were talking about this team with these starters slated, uh, month ago these are all losses even though we're playing relatively easier schedule aside from the Mariners but like even against Baltimore I, I don't know that we can win that game with these starters and the offense that was putting up no no runs at all like it all takes is one run to lose a game so that I'm at least happy about that it's a short-term problem one thing that I did notice on Twitter uh, Batista the sweet guy uh, put up this sweet he said 2019 all season year of the next man up 54 total players were used 30 players on 39 IL stints this year in 2021 with 56 games remaining 55 players compared to the 54 total players are used so more players are used so far 27 players on 37 IL stints so just about the same uh as the next man up year so with nearly 2 months left we could break the record of 67 players used by a single team. So that is something that I want to bring up. And obviously, you know, that isn't, that is an excuse that I, I don't want say it's not an excuse by the Yankees for having such a bad year, but it definitely is. But also the caveat that every other team is dealing with it. And the reason why that number is so close is because the COVID IL accounts for that too. So that's gonna say so like the, the bad luck that we had in 2019 still trumps that of, this year although you know having COVID is also bad luck but i'm t- I'm saying in terms of just like random injuries like that was wild this is a, this is double counting i think every injury we've had we've also had one on the COVID side of things so i think they're about split so i would just cut those numbers in half so it's not as not nearly as bad as the 2019 next man up but like that's why we're seeing guys like you know i keep forgetting Glasnow's name. I'm just gonna keep calling him Glasnow. But that's why we're uh, seeing guys like him pitch. Ridling.
2: His name's Ridlings or Ridlings or something.
3: He need getting be even being on this team. So I have one question before we move on Dude, from this.
2: Hold on, I have a gripe with you real quick. Okay. You need to remember Steven Ridling's name. Ridling's name.
3: I'll never forget Steven I'm be Ridling's honest, name. I
1: did not know it either. I would have loved to like bend the guy that was like, Hey yeah, it's Ridlings. Every Dude. time you were like I don't remember his name, I was thinking I was like, I don't know his name <laughs>
2: No, I I I yeah. after I watched that inning, I'll never forget his name. If he doesn't ever pitch another inning, I'll remember his name as the guy that came in throwing 102.
3: That's going to be a trivia question someday.
1: Yeah.
2: And we're going to fuck Can we do that again? Me and Murphy yeah. were skull fucking. I've
3: been on vacation. Damon's on a fucking I don't know what he's doing. He's on like yeah, a road trip in Montana. Sorry if you're from Montana, but I don't know why you're out there, Damon, but my And I was in really California just Montana. checking out the ballparks. I mean, also Small gripe with you, Murphy. Before we move on to more Yankees talk, I went out to to see the San Francisco ballpark. Obviously, McCovey Cove. All that that was a, that was the best ballpark I've been to. And I'm and for those listening, I'm trying to do the the ballparks, the thirty ballparks. I'm only at six now, but I got some of the hard ones out of the way, and a lot of them obviously are around here, so we can make some quick moves on that. But I also saw Oakland Coliseum, and obviously everybody gives it you know a bad rep. And I want to put some respect on it because I really enjoyed my time there. And Murph, I think exactly how you defined it was it's a dumpster fire with a little charm. I think there was a lot of charm. I think there was it was a lot of fun. So tip yeah, my you cap. You
1: had a little different experience. I went a couple of years ago, so and when I went, it was not not great. <laughs> like,
3: but I sent. Like, I'm sure they didn't have Walmart, that bar. that I It is definitely sent not
1: worse you. than the trop
3: i hear
2: the the drop is disgusting that's like it's
1: definitely not that bad and like as a ballpark in terms of features and things like that it's really cool but it was like crumbling when i went there so they must have done some renovations or something it looks a little bit better
2: unbiased like and this isn't because i don't like the rays as somebody who grew up in florida and not having a team the closest team to me was i guess the braves but I don't really give a fuck about the Braves. So, the closest, next closest team to me was Tampa. So, I went to a decent amount of games at the Trop growing up. The Trop is an absolute shithole. Like, that is just totally unbiased, not because I'm a Yankees fan. Whoever designed the Trop needs to face life in prison. It's terrible. There was a ball stuck in the fucking catwalk. Thank you. There's a ball <laughs> stuck in the fucking catwalk. The, my only good memory from the Trop was the first time I ever went. I got some really mediocre outback cheese fries from a like stand that's my only good memory from the trop your good memory was mediocre fries yes so
3: i've been to speaking of florida stadiums i went to the miami stadium earlier this like a month ago that stadium i wouldn't say it sucked it wasn't like dirty or anything like like you're mentioning for the trop or anything like that and they don't have a catwalk so that's fun but Just boring. Like it was very nothing really going on. It was the dome was up, so that's also not fun. Uh, But you have to do that in Florida because the weather can change at any time. But I'm gonna put some respect on Oakland, and I had a great time there. So, and they they also like their team. That was the biggest thing too. Like when I was in Miami, that nobody was fucking there.
1: Dude, when I went to my game, I it was so Trevor Bauer pitched for the Indians as the away team, and there were maybe. Say that place fits forty thousand people. There were like fifteen thousand when I went. It's bad. And Bauer was pitching.
2: Dude, like, I had a, I have friends that live in Tampa, and when they were in the ALDS or a, yeah, the AL no the ALCS last year against the Astros, um, they said they were sending me videos and shit of in the trop playoffs. They got forty dollars seats on like the third baseline, and there was. If you didn't tell me how many people it held, I would have guessed there was 580 people at that game for a playoff game. (laughs) All right, so
3: do you want to talk about uh, what's next? Greg Allen. So Greg Allen got sent down. What the fuck's the deal with that? I have a gripe with that. I still don't have the gripe uh... button pulled up, but I just have a fucking gripe with that. Like, what the fuck? Is the point. It's
2: just so you can justify putting Brett Gardner out there because Brian Cashman said. it. I think Brett Brian Cashman has said more times in the last week than he has in his t- entire career that Brett Gardner is our center fielder going forward. That's the only reason that Greg Allen got sent out. I was like, haha, you guys think that you know more than me? Fuck you. We're gonna ruin this guy's life, cut his paycheck by ninety five percent, and send him to Scranton. Take that. Now who's your center fielder, bitch? Like, no, stupid, dumb. Terrible. Even if he doesn't start, he provides so much value to this team as a pinch runner, as a pinch hitter. He puts together solid at-bats. He walks. He gets. He's not afraid to get hit by a pitch. Stupid. That's stupid as fuck. That's literally just to make a point. He's not afraid to get hit by a pitch. I love that. He has five hit by pitches. He had like five hit by pitches in six games.
1: As if that's like any sort of a skill. Maybe he's just bad at getting out of the
2: way. That is a skill. He's (laughs) not afraid to be a team guy. A lot of other people, if they have a curveball coming at their fucking hip, they're going to jump out of the way and strike out on three pitches. If somebody throws Greg Greg Allen a curveball, he's taking it off the fucking teeth if he has to. That man's getting on base, (laughs) and he's going to steal second, third, and home. That's so, stupid. This Fucking is a good
3: stupid. time to get into rounding third. So we, this is where we take all of your, your hot takes and everything like that we buy or sell them on the show. So the first one actually was about Greg Allen. So is that the Yankees refuse from Fortran Savages? So go check out their podcast. Yankees podcast too. They have a lot of fun. Uh Yankees refuse to replace Brett Gardner with Greg Allen because Brett has dirt on cash.
2: Agreed. Also, second that somebody else said this doesn't need its own separate one but it made me laugh this isn't a hot take but we need to bring back third leg Greg and that I busted out laughing at that so
3: who said that one in
2: shout out to you Jay Hessian
3: and speaking of yes third leg Greg needs to come back up and and SKLOV28 said Greg Allen does not get sent back up for the rest of the year now I'm going to sell that one
2: he doesn't strictly get put, because of injuries, yeah. He's saying he doesn't get pulled back up.
3: He's saying he won't.
2: If he doesn't get pulled back up, Greg Allen should sue the New York Yankees cuz that is total bullshit.
3: I just don't see why I, wrongful I get termination. Wrongful termination. I just don't get it. Like he brings more tools to the table than Brett Gardner does. I don't I'm not even talking he about that getting tools hit than by pitches. Tyler Wade. Yeah, dude. I I mean, I I personally think that's why I'm going to sell this because those tools will be a thing, you know, come playoff time when we do make the playoffs because I really do think we are going to at this point. We're playing good baseball and this series against Seattle is very very big. Is it just it's two more games against Seattle. So 3
2: 3 a four, it's yeah, four, game a four game
3: set. Four game set. So I mean, it just it's it's very big and then that leads into the Kansas city series and then the field of dreams against the white Sox And then following that two more games against the white Sox. But like, I, I got high hopes right now. If we're going to put a panic meter to it, I think, I think we're, we're in a good spot. I think it was, um, Paul was Paul O'Neill was saying, you know, five and a half games is where you, where you circle a striking distance to really, to really go for something, go for a division. We're right there with that. As we saw that can change real quick. That can change by a three-game skid. You know, Boston's been playing bad right now. The Rays have been playing pretty good. It's just a lot that can change right to
2: now. Another hot or not, though, that I want to bring up that I saw on there is that we're going to, from Keeney, Keeney, FFA, whatever, we're going to go take over the AL East and go to the World Series. So, sorry to interrupt you, but that, it was too good of a too good of a spot not to. I'd be wrong. Good
3: segue. That. I'm going to... I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to sell it because the World Series is, is a lot to ask for. But, you know, if if a lot of things go right, if Sevy comes back, if Kluber comes back, they pitch well. If Heaney never sees the light of day, I'm kidding. If he, if he does something, like, if a lot of these guys come back and the offense stays as good as this, you know, Voight's coming back, we're going to fit him in there somehow. If Stanton can play left field if all of these things happen to make that monster lineup, that would be DJ Rizzo has been in the two hole and I love him there. DJ Rizzo. I think it was judge Stanton Gallo. I mean, then you go void and then it's just like the list goes on geo Glaber. Like that lineup is disgusting. And if you have that, that is a team that should have should. And we said before this season, that's a world series favorite. And that's, why we were getting those those that respect in terms of the Vegas odds for that but like when you look at it now and what they've been doing all season no i'm going to say we can't make the world series can we make the playoffs totally when you make the playoffs and i don't think there's a team that wants to face this yankees team because they know like what these players can do and when you know when you turn the page and go into October baseball i don't really care how you've been doing all season it doesn't matter like it's the hot team so like i said if everything goes right In terms of people coming back and people playing well that have been on the roster for the longest time and health stays okay and COVID doesn't do this thing anymore, we could it could definitely happen. I'm going to say no, but
2: I'm telling you, I wouldn't be. Yeah, go ahead. I'm feeling more confident now than I have in a long time. I didn't quite realize how much I appreciated the excuse me the acquisitions of. Rizzo and Gallo <clears throat> until probably today or yesterday and watching them put together at bats. Even if they're not getting on base, they're seeing seven, eight, nine pitches in a bat. Both of them are getting, I feel like Gallo doesn't take the bat off his shoulder until it's three, two. I feel like because of the bats they are putting, they're putting a lot of stress on the pitcher just in those two by themselves you're knocking pitchers out of the game early you're getting to bullpens that's something you need in the postseason you got to get rid of your starters especially in these short series and you've got to work the bullpens and tire them out for later down the road theoretically the bullpen's supposed to be the strong suit of this team if you can get down to game five six seven and you you're facing the bullpen that's depleted because you have a rizzo because you have a gallo that's out there working every single at bat that's a huge addition, even if they're not getting the timely hits and they're not getting on base, as long as they're working counts and not first pitch pop-up, first pitch ground out, which we see a lot of on this team, they're providing tremendous, tremendous, tremendous value. So that's – that's. I think it's possible. I'm not going to – if I were to put money on it, I wouldn't put the Yankees as my favorite to win the East or even my favorite bet in the East. But – i don't hate it i think with like i said this is the most confident i felt about it in a long time since opening day this is the most confident i felt about this roster the only reason that i would go against it is because of how bad they started
1: so uh can you refresh my memory with the actual question because i did escape for a
3: second (laughs) to take a quick piss just basically how you're feeling right now in terms of our chances East. to win the AL East. And, I mean, the, the rounding third came to us and uh, they said, we'll go on a run and and make the World Series. I don't know if that'll happen. Like I said, a lot of has to go right, but like, what's your confidence meter right now to win the AL East and, and your confidence heading into the playoffs if we do make it there?
1: So I think that Chandler is absolutely right in saying that he's as confident now as he has been all year since opening day. I'm absolutely with that. I think that the deadline made a big difference because even if we're playing as well now as we are without Rizzo, without Gallo, and without the deadline in general, I'm still like, okay, well, we've seen how bad this roster is. And we needed some changes if we're going to make a run at the division, if we're going to make a run at the World Series. I think we're in a much better spot with Rizzo and Gallo. Um, I think a lot has to do with how Sevy does when he comes back because we're desperately in need of a pitcher of his caliber if he pitches at his best. so. I don't know if I'm buying a World Series at all yet, but I think the East is within striking distance at the very least.
2: Anybody want to cry real quick? A little no. tear-up session? No, no, in a good way. Okay, yeah. In a yeah. good way. Joey Gallo, who grew up a huge Yankees fan, on getting a curtain call at Yankee Stadium. I was thinking in the outfield, the 10-year-old me would be crying right now and not believing what's going on. It's crazy to me. It's an honor to play for this organization. Love that. That's my That's my guy. He's the Italian style. You can stallion. tell that Rizzo and Gallo both like being in New York. So there's a thing here. With Rizzo, he understands the importance of it. He's a seasoned veteran who's been around. He's won a World Series. He knows what it means at the Yankees trade for him. Gallo, this has been his pipe dream since he was a fucking child. Like He's living his fantasy as a little leaguer. So I, for both of them, it's just massive... Rizzo on the professional side. Cause he's just a world-class guy in general. He's like, Oh, holy shit. The Yankees gave up this for me. Like I'm going to take, I was reading something about it too. It was like his first at bat in Miami he stepped in the box and there was an overwhelmingly large Yankees population there. And they went fucking crazy. He said the article I was reading was like, he's took, you could see him. He took a step out and took a breath. Like, okay. Like the, And he, it was like him coming to terms with the magnitude of the situation. Like, holy shit, I got traded to the Yankees to make a postseason run. Like, me being traded here is super important. And then Gallo, Gallo's just every one of us. You know, it's like if one of us had panned out and actually been good at baseball, that's what Gallo's living right now.
3: Yeah, I just, for me, with Rizzo, at the beginning at least, I just feel like his heart was in Chicago, which... It should be like good. He, he loved it there. He had a, his, he grew up there playing baseball there, uh, 11 year career there, winning a world series there, all that. Family's all there, probably. He just didn't look like he looked like he, even with the gloves, the batting gloves, and the and the cleats where they he was paying homage to the Cubs. I love that. Like, I love all that. It just felt like, like you said, I think Gallo wanted to be here a little more than Rizzo did, and his heart was kind of in Chicago still. I think that has since changed. I'm curious, like, obviously I want to extend Rizzo right the fuck now, give him a blank check, who cares, because he's exactly what you want in a first baseman in every capacity, especially for a team like the Yankees, like we said before. Do you think he signs it, though? Like, I I have a feeling like he might want to go back to the Cubs. Like, I feel like he's, his heart's there. I feel
2: like him and his family is just living in, like, a Marriott in yeah new york and they're just like yeah we're we're not selling our house we're going back like the cubs could give me 10 years 11 million dollars and i'm going back
3: like he said it and i think bryant said it the same he's they were all like i'd rather go if the ship's going down i want to go down with it like they just love chicago so much and i don't fucking blame them i mean i saw the way the fans treated him on the way out when he was leaving chicago like that was just chills like that was crazy So I
1: went to Chicago just a couple of years ago and went to one game against the Padres on like an afternoon, whatever. I have never seen a fan base like a player more than the Chicago Cubs fan base loved Anthony Rizzo.
2: No, that is true. I went to a everywhere. No, I went to a game. a Cardinals Cubs game in Wrigley, and it was the first time Rizzo ever pitched. They were losing 16 to one. Not a fucking fan left the stadium. Not a single person. Every time Rizzo threw a strike, even if it was a called strike that was 62 down the middle, the place was on their feet going fucking crazy. Wrigley like- in Chicago absolutely loves Rizzo. That was, I'm telling you right now, I've been to a lot of pretty cool games in my life. That Cubs Cardinals game in the middle of August which meant nothing that was 16 to one was up there as my coolest moments because it was a packed house. That just shows you how much they love Rizzo and they love Brian. They love that core, but Rizzo, especially he came in and threw. <laughs> he was pitching and they were all on their feet. Like it was a tie game in the world series.
1: The only player I've ever seen that was that beloved by a fan base is Derek. Jeter. That's There's the only one that like Agreed. in our, in my lifetime that I've at least seen it like firsthand in terms of going to a game and seeing how, much a single player is just universally
3: adored by every single person in the stadium. I, I really don't think he's going to resign. I I just there's no shot. I mean, even That's when right. he get you when got, he, got, he got, signed, fine. what?
1: I'm okay if he goes back to Chicago. If he goes somewhere else, I'm a little mad. Yeah. That's well, I think I,
3: what's going to happen. I don't think fine. he'll go somewhere else. If if it meant you know, going somewhere like not going back to the Cubs, I think he'll sign back with us. But I just genuinely believe he's going to. He's Do you stay think with-
2: we'll offer him a contract though? Did you see yes. the thing the other day they asked Cashman about it? He was like, We'll have to see what the budget looks like. I know there's not a lot of wiggle room in our Well, that's the thing. I don't think we're gonna right be now. able to give him nor should we give him a blank check. Like I don't th- I mean, obviously we shouldn't give him a blank check. And anytime I say a blank check outside of like Corey Seeger, I'm totally joking. It's a hundred percent exaggeration. But Rizzo deserves to be paid, and I didn't even realize he's as young as he is. He's like what, thirty one? Yeah, yeah, and when you look at
3: and you, when you look at all the people on this team, like I know some of these contracts are already set in stone in terms of the bigger ones, but if you had to pick people on this team to build it around going forward for the next couple of years to make a, a championship run, I'm picking Rizzo probably one of the first people off that list after Cole and after probably Judge and that'd be it. I think I'd pick Rizzo think- like right now, I'd probably take I'd probably take Rizzo over LeMayu, but maybe it's close. But regardless, he's top five off that list, so he should absolutely be paid and get a fucking big contract. That being said, a lot of things have to happen right now in terms of the people that we do have here. Like, Judge has to get a contract extension. What's going on with Glaber in terms of, I don't know, I know he's got arbitration a few more years left like that, but, like, Sten's contract can't come off. Cole's getting, he's locked up for a little bit. We still have big contracts in Chapman and, and Britain, all those ones. We have a lot of contracts that don't allow us to have wiggle room right now, but if I could start over again and pick somebody right now at their current state to give a contract to, I think Rizzo is one of the first ones that I would give him to.
2: I uh, No, I totally agree. I It blows my mind. He's a 31. I can't get over that. I legitimately, when we traded for him, I was like, oh, cool. We got a guy at the back end of his career. Like He'll be a nice rental and... He's like a thirty-five-year-old first baseman. He's a big, emotional guy. And then I looked deeper. It looked deeper into it. I was like, "Holy shit! He's actually—he's squarely in the middle, like middle I end think of he's his just prime." Just over the hill, like he's—I think he's over the hill.
1: Yeah, I don't think but he's like, over
2: the hill. I think he's at the back end of his prime.
1: Right. That's—I mean, if you assume it's like
2: he's on the I hill. He's it's on the like hill like hopping curve. in the I car think that to go 2016 down.
1: Twenty sixteen is like the top, and then now he's like, you know, going down a little bit. Doesn't mean he's bad by any means. But like you can't expect him to be the guy he was in 2016, 2017, Although he has been recently, so maybe I'm yeah. wrong.
3: So before we hop out of here, I just wanted to so the uh Field of Dreams well, is coming a up.
2: Couple of, uh, hot or not oh wait, yeah, let's do that first. Well, well, let's and talk so about the field, just field of,
3: the field of Dreams jerseys came out, and it's just so funny that the Yankees jerseys just – I knew they weren't going to look any different. The hats do look nice. They look like older hats, but, like, how much is really going to change? The White Sox jerseys look pretty dope. Like, that's what I wanted to see out of the Yankees. I almost wanted them to create jerseys that didn't exist before. Like, I know they looked like this back in the day, but, like, make something – that is just make it up, like, make it look funny, make it look like the White Sox had it, you know? And, I mean, I, I personally think, and I know a lot of people feel this way, too. I saw it in the comments, is that the Swish just ruins it, and I, I really wow. wish they just left that off for one game. Come on, like,
2: yeah, come MLB, on, MLB,
3: pay them out of pocket. Like, give Nike what they want, what they would make that day in an opportunity cost, and just take it off. Like, that, it just, I don't know. That's just me. I
2: agree. I'm with you. No, I I'm honestly either. totally forgot it was happening until. Today.
3: I'm so excited for it.
2: I am now, but I just.
1: So I thought it was the whole series. It's only one game.
3: It's just the first game. Yeah, so on the 12th.
2: They, wait, where are they going for the rest of it?
3: There's a day off, and then I think they're go they're going back to the Chicago.
2: That's silly.
3: Which is closer than New York?
2: Are they so. doing like a series there? Is there another team playing there too?
3: No, it's just us. It's the one game.
2: So they're building that entire thing for one game. Well that yeah. that just seems silly. I feel like they should do a couple there. Well, but, they'll
3: probably do it again next year and all that stuff, but I'm just excited cool. to watch it and see like the production side of things. I think they're gonna do I hope they do it really. No, well.
2: I agree too. It'll be cool. I actually forgot like I said, I forgot it was happening, so that'll be it's it's something new. I'm excited.
3: Gotta watch the Field of Dreams right before it. Have to. Have to.
2: If you yeah. build it, they'll come, Luke.
3: So, a couple more of these rounding throws before we sign off here. Uh, Luis Gill oh, Gil, or Luis Heel will have a better career than Luis Severino. I'll let Murphy take the reins on this one because he's the biggest Luis guy. So let me, this is I'm going to couple, another one.
2: I'm gonna couple another, another one with that. You can knock them both out because it's another Luis Heel one, is that he's going to be the number two starter next season.
1: I don't think he's going to be the number two starter next season. I think you're no, out on that. I think
3: you're crazy out on that.
1: I think you're absolutely wild for that. No. Um, as far as I think it depends more on Luis Severino than it does Luis Gill. Like if Luis Severino never really fully recovers from this injury, then absolutely. Luis Gill or Heel Gil, has the opportunity to be the better of the two pitchers. But if Severino comes back and is 90% of what he was or better than he was, then I think savvy probably going to be the better
3: pitcher. Yeah. I mean, like you really. said, if like let's say Sevi comes back and he doesn't and he he's not remotely close to what he was before, which was Cy Young caliber Sevi for two years. So basically, all he would have to do, Luis Hill would be, and not all he would have to do. That's a pretty big thing he would have to be. Even in the running for Cy Young is wild to do, but you only got to do it two times. So like, it is a lot assuming of a, a Sevi's health. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sevi because I I am weirdly confident that he's gonna come back and be a productive pitcher. I don't think he's going to come back in. You and...
2: see the slider he threw What's the other that like, day? What's 26? Yeah, Sevy's
3: also still very young, so
2: That's the thing, yeah. He threw a slider the other day in his rehab start in Double-A that like made me puke. It was disgusting. I mean, I it's think just health. Be, it's I not about pitching. he'll be just fine. He'll yeah, be just he can fine. Stay healthy. Uh,
3: right, also here. another one with Luis Heel. Uh there was one that said Luis Hill will be the three starter in the playoffs.
2: No. I don't care how well he does mm, rest no. here. Well, <laughs> no. also he's probably only got one more start in the bigs. He's going to play. He's going to pitch Saturday and then he's probably done regardless of what he does. Cause Cole and Montgomery are going to be back next week. Sometime. I don't
1: think we're going to be in a position where we need him to be the three starter in the playoffs. And if we do, that's not a good thing. I hope he, not. That's what I was going to say. And it's yeah. not because he's bad. It's not because he's good. It's the fact that he is as young as he is. And he's I don't think the perfect game on Saturday. We don't. We should not have to be rushing him up and relying on him in a way that.
2: I agree. I think playing. the exposure to the major leagues is a good thing, but I don't. There's no reason to. He should be a 2022 option at the early, at the absolute earliest. Oh we no, be I think at him he'll 20, be up in 2022.
1: 2022. I think. I
2: think. I, he'll, well, but my thing is, I was looking at it today. You've got Cole Tyone. Montgomery and Seve is your first four. And then I think the fifth spot, the fifth spot's going to be a battle between heel Clark, Haney. Devi, And do you say Haney? unfortunately, oh, you're not talking about the playoffs. I'm talking about next year. Oh, oh we're okay. talking about 22. So it's going to be no. your fifth, fifth one. It's going to be Domingo, Devi, Clark, heel, and maybe Medina. Maybe.
1: So I think, I think heels up, like at least maybe not a full year but like a significant amount of time before Medina.
2: i see i think he'll next year is going to get i think he's going to be rotated in and out of the five hole i think he'll get a decent amount of starts but won't be in every a solidified rotation piece
1: see the reason i'm worried about bringing him up this year is because like i don't want to see a debbie situation where like he's up kind of and then now, Debbie, like we were so high on Debbie la- the last two years. And then now we don't
2: even really talk. Well, about did him. you read now the article about go. him the other day from Keith Law? No, they were talking about how they fucked with his whole wind up in the offseason, tried to make him like a sidearm pitcher. And they were talking about how they just completely ruined, ruined his entire development. and That's why he's fucked up this year.
3: Luke, don't say sidewander. Or did they make his development better? It's just a long process I don't know. To you change.
2: tell me he's got an 8 ERA this year.
3: Yeah, but wait till next year when he's a Darren O'Day reincarnated. Alright, we're the moving Dominican on to the version. next question. One, one last you... thing on that. I don't want him to be uh, treated like Debbie in terms of doing that opener extravaganza switcheroo with J-Hap or J J-Hap equivalent. And that J-Hap equivalent, I'm assuming in this situation, would be Heaney. So... My nightmare if would be my nightmare, a
2: playoff series, I'm not a Yankees fan.
3: My nightmare would be Luis Heel coming in for the opener in game three of the playoffs and Heaney is the one piggybacking him. Nightmare scenario. I hope we come back to the tape and that, that happens because 'cause that'd that. be funny to check no. back. But if that does happen, that's a nightmare.
2: If that does happen, you I won't be on the show, I'll be dead on my couch.
3: That's like, basically I'm... what that is that's what happened with the last year, so it's not like the crazy, it, it is it is the craziest thing to say because they won't do that again, but I will literally to say go that where we're at now, to that say that, that where we're at now about this postseason is what happened in that. In, There's a lot in of, either way, I got a
2: good a rounding third ago. here that I wanted to hear from you guys. We should not have traded for Gallo because I totally sell that. I mean, I mean, yeah,
1: right now I sell it, but you never know.
3: I, I after hearing the emotional side of things too, I, he's a good Yankee. He's he's a good one. Just when he got Rizzo, we got two good guys, and he plays damn good defense. And I mean, dude, what happened tonight could literally start a wild stretch of of a, a hot stretch in this guy. And I mean, just something that's refreshing to see for me is he's hitting these doubles, but he's legging them out. Like he's going for it. He wants it. He's showing hustle on the base paths too. It's just something so refreshing that we haven't one. seen. It, it just, just takes, takes one two, And we got this one and that's a pretty damn big one to win a game against a playoff competitor that you're going up against right now to make the wild card where well, your backs are against the wall. Cause we don't, we don't control our own fate. We have a lot that we have to deal with and other teams that have to lose. And we're, I'm paying attention to all the other games and I'm, as I'm sure everybody is, and obviously the players are too, like we're at a point where we don't control our own fate. So when you have a big home run like that, and y- y- the clubhouse definitely fucking knows that, you feel it, everything. I have a feeling like Joey Gallo is about to go on a crazy good run, and it may not be just power. It may just be contact and and getting a bunch of hits and doubles, and that's fine. And I think one thing, one cautionary tale for Yankees fans would be to not worry about the home run numbers if they don't come, because... I, I don't I'm not I don't care. Like it doesn't I think matter. they are gonna come though. They and will. I'm the just saying. Let's that, say I'm gonna say Gallo is
2: gonna carry us through the next month.
3: I agree. I
2: absolutely I think agree. I really and truly think he just need to get home run number one out of the way. That's so much pressure coming in as a Yankees fan, as the prize deadline piece. The left-handed hitter with the short porch that's a lot of fucking pressure. Once you get number one off your back, and he came he came up with number one in a massive moment.
3: Especially when your running mate, who just got signed with you, comes out guns blazing, hits 500. That's more pressure on you, because
2: even if the, the guy he- who was the one B to you, he you were the prize, and then the other guy was the, oh shit, they didn't get story, so they got Rizzo. And he's coming out, which, right or wrong... Obviously, it's wrong now looking at it, but that was the initial thought was like, oh, okay, they missed out on the story sweepstakes. They're going to go get Rizzo, and now it's the guy they settled for is going fucking ballistic, and you're the prize piece that's kind of slacking. I think that home run in the big spot is enough to spark something. Just
3: Today was a big remember me moment that even for himself, too. It's like I'm here. I the Yankees also traded for me for a good reason. They gave up some good prospects for me for good reason I'm gonna come and I'm gonna help this team and I really think he's gonna be doing that I think he's my prediction from the second half like we talked about that Rounding third we got before about Tyone being the best pitcher of the second half I think gal is gonna be that guy for us. I think gal is gonna go out and just fucking Tear the cover off the ball.
2: He's playing damn good defense. That's what I was about to say he made in left field the other like two nights ago we knew that. We knew he had the defensive
3: side.
1: That's Dude, why he made I, one
2: I, of those Tatis like, double jump catches in left field. It was fucking sweet.
3: I am I'm not talking myself guys, into
2: yeah. a World Series.
3: I'm talking myself. I'm ready to have my heart broken again. And just PSA to anybody who may be working the field at Yankee Stadium, if you do see a cat run on the field, don't kick it. <laughs> I, have, I have two cats. Chandler's got some cats. The guy who somebody tried to swipe at it. And then somebody tried to kick at it. I don't know why that's what... I don't know if he thought it was an alligator or something. It's not a scary animal. <laughs> like, you totally could have oh, just, like, let it run. Huh? Way.
1: Cats are terrifying. Yeah, whatever. Cats are not terrifying. I've seen you play with my cat,
3: and you were the nicest... You, you had the best time in the world, so... Yeah,
1: you see, I can no, just see cat Murphy cat just, fine. like, cackling I, away I, on the couch. I, in general, do, do not ghost. like cats. Really, your cat's fine, but... I was
2: say, I, generally speaking, I was not a cat person, and then... Yeah. You know, I met a couple of good ones and I was like, okay, cats are cool. Either way, you should never kick a domestic animal.
3: No. Regardless of so it, if it's a that dog, cat...
2: cat, parrot, ferret, whatever the fuck you, you it is, don't kick a fucking domestic animal.
3: And he missed, so it's
1: it's Where good did you draw the good line? Thing. What's
2: the first animal you would kick, Chandler? An alligator. That, that's the di- first one. Uh, maybe not the first. I, I would say like, a I'm snake. Like, domestic, like
1: think of like the domestic
2: scale. If it like, was a like, domestic, a snake. Anybody yeah. that owns a pet snake, that's scary. Uh, snakes are my biggest fear in the world. So you would not a want lizard. A, uh, depends on how big the lizard. Is. Yeah, we're gonna,
3: I feel like we're like... gonna have PETA on the on the horn here real soon.
2: Dude, no, PETA would agree. Snakes snakes deserve to be kicked. No, I think that's a good line.
1: I think snakes is, is a good line.
3: <laughs> that's a good way to end today's show. So uh snakes deserve to be kicked, according to Chandler. Put that on a t shirt and <laughs> that is how we're gonna end the show today. If you enjoyed the show Make sure to leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes just while you're there to swipe up, help us out a little bit of five stars, whether you want to write something or just give us five stars helps us a ton, helps us create more shows and really makes if us you happy. write
2: something. We might just read it. So. We might
3: just read it. And that is always fun. So if you are an audio only person, these are always live. Uh, people are live in the chat right now on YouTube and we, we usually go live right after the game. So that's fun to hang out in the chat and talk with us. Um, Shout out Nemo in the chat. He's always been a a usual regular in the chat. But uh, if you want to check out the video version, we are always live after the games on Monday nights and well, it's Friday now, so Thursday nights. And yeah, so check out the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page for that, and check out the shop link in bio. We got a bunch of t-shirts. So New one love you guys out tomorrow. Yep new Italian, ones coming out Italian. always coming out if you have any ideas for t-shirts you want to see too let us know and we will definitely do that and we'll see if wandy peralta can get off the sun so keep your eyes peeled for that peace
0: all the guys at 161st street i just have two words you. see ya